He's to the 45. He's oh, to he's the 50. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not going to plant it in the midfield of the O, is he? Wow. Yes, he is. Rattler again to throw it. Steps up in the pocket. Throws on the run. All right, guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host, Kamir Moravian, and I am joined by my ghost, Stephen Brown. Stephen, how's life? It's good. Uh, I got a day off here, drinking some uh, Sonic Seltzer. I thought I was going to be hungover uh, when I texted you earlier, but we really avoided that one, so uh, it's not a bad day at all. Is, uh, is this a time in which we should think Pedialyte or Gatorade? I think it's just my my body is like it's just like one of those like everyone has those those talents. Mine is just absorbing alcohol and then just getting on with life the next day. Well, that's that's a good situation. Did you know that Gatorade now has like their own version of Pedialyte? Really? Mm-hmm. It's probably a good idea. It even comes in like these little square bottles, like kind of like Pedialyte. It's kind of weird. It's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Nah, square bottles are fine. Right, you can't you can't do a lawsuit over that, right? Like Fiji water is a square bottle. You can do a lawsuit over pretty much anything you want, from what I learned lately. So, if you have an argument, they'll they'll listen to it. That's fun. You might lose, but you know who lost? Uh, <laughs> where are you going with this? The Bears and Norman lost yesterday. They lost. R.I.P. What a sad situation. Like. I feel so bad for that bear because he was probably scared out of his mind. Then they try to tranquilize it like five times. Yeah, who's shooting the tranquilizer gun? Yeah, I don't know, man. So they need to give the tranquilizer gun to the guy that actually shot the bear. (laughs) I have no clue. I just know this this bear, it was a black bear in Norman, and it was killed. It's kind of sad. Did they ever say how it got there? Was it like someone's uh Pet. like break out of a zoo or something joe exotic yeah no, no i have no idea i have no idea i was like everybody's on the timeline last night it's like oh wow there's a freaking bear in norman oklahoma on campus no not on campus corner but near and i uh, think should have left it should have left it should have left it you know that would have been fun I've seen a bear pretty close before in colorado camping did how close were you so uh, my room, I was sleeping on a futon in this cabin and there's a window above the futon and the, the black bear came up and looked through the window while I was looking through the window. Cause I heard something coming up the steps. So I look up, the black bear looks up and uh, I said some, some choice words at the time. Mm. Did it scare off? It's also like 14. My parents okay. like, what, what, what'd you just fucking say? Talk I was like, there's a, there's a bear. Talking shit to a bear outside. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that. That was I was very sad when I heard that that Oklahoma had its own version of Harambe, except it was a bear. Um, I thought something Harambe? was it, yeah, Bearambe. I thought something interesting happened uh, just the other day. 
So there's a basketball player. And you know how the G League now has like these new teams with guys that have never played an NBA game in their lives. They're actually just out of high school. Like Jonathan Kaminga is a guy that's going to be highly drafted in this year's NBA draft. And he had never played college ball. He just went straight to the G League, right? There's a guy named Scoot Henderson who is going to forego his senior season, I assume, in of, of high school. And I believe he'll do like online classes and will be joining the G League Ignite squad. Is that a big deal or do is that not a big deal? Do you, is that something to be caring about or no? Because I, um, I feel like I don't I feel like I just don't care. Part of me thinks you should just stay in school because, I mean, high school is fun. Just enjoy it while you because like once it's done, it's done. Right. Like there's no going back. So you might as well just enjoy that. But uh, you could also make the argument this is pretty much the same as what uh, football players do. They can enroll early, go in in January um, and forego that that final semester of their their senior season. So um, it's really not that much of a a deal other than they're going straight from high school to uh, like a semi pro paid athlete position rather than going through college. Do you blame them for paper chasing uh, at all? Um, not really, because I like if I was a kid at that time, I'd be like, yeah, I want to, I want sixty thousand dollars a year or whatever they pay you, right, <clears throat> right out of high school. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it should be a big deal, and like uh, considering the fact that a lot of schools, like 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 for example a lot of these guys will never make the NBA. And if they don't make the, like if they don't make the NBA like out of college, then they'll have a degree to maybe rely on. Yeah. Fall back on. And so what he's doing, what scoot is doing is just foregoing his senior season, getting like in a legit, like contract to sign with team ignite. And if that doesn't work out, then I'm a little bit worried what, what goes from there. You know, it's, I'm, I'm kind of concerned what happens from there, but in college, they, they're starting to give out lifetime contracts um, for, or not, well, not contracts, probably a bad word. They're scholarships, if you will. Um, I think it speaks to a bigger issue that people are more worried about their future now, about getting money and going to the NBA as fast as they can, as possible, going to the pros as fast as they can instead of getting the education because everybody knows the NBA will prefer younger athletes at a premium than they would if you're 23, 22 and you have your degree. And if you get your degree, I mean, cool. And you don't make it an NBA, you'll make 60,000 a year. But if you don't get your degree, but you hit it off pretty well as a project in the NBA, you're going to be stashed and playing basketball everywhere. So I, I think it's a, I think it's, there's a bigger problem. It's a systemic problem there, but something that's interesting Mac Brown, you know, do you like Mac Brown? He's a cool guy. He coached for OU. He did. He did. Yeah. And no, now it's, now it's in North Carolina, of course. They just got new rings. They weren't ACC title rings, of course, because Clemson won that title. They weren't bowl game win rings because they did not win their bowl game. They are state champion rings in which they won the they won their entire state of North Carolina and on the other side (laughs) 
the on the other side of this ring is the insignia or symbol of the orange bowl in which they got obliterated by AM, I believe by like 21 points, but it wasn't even really that close. How do you feel about that? That seems like this seems like a very aggy thing to do. So that's why it's messing with my mind. It does seem very aggy. Um, personally, I don't think you should hang up a banner, get a ring for anything other than conference championship or less. Like even in a rivalry game, like you get the trophy or whatever, that's cool. But you shouldn't hang your hat on that. And this is one of those things where, uh, okay, we had a couple good games. There's a decent season for us. Let's let's go ahead and pass out a ring just to commemorate it. I mean, you really didn't accomplish anything other than you just had some fun. And college football isn't about having fun. It's not. I Talk thought it was Nebraska. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Nebraska's Nebraska's not having a good time. <laughs> the podcast we just dropped the other night, they are. Uh, they are reaching pretty, pretty far to suggest like how good of a time they may be having. Like, for example, uh, John Johnson from coordination, he came on to talk and I was like, Hey, do you guys regret your move to the big 10 considering Nebraska has been just ass terrible since they left the big 12 and they said no. And it's because they were making more money. And I was like, wow, in my head, I was thinking, that's terrible. Like, what a terrible way to live. Like, if OU went from winning nine, ten games a season to winning, like, three, and my backup was it could, it could because they switched conferences, and uh, people asked me, hey, do you regret switching conferences? And my backup was, no, because we're making X amount more dollars per year that you don't see on the field. That's kind of like a sad existence of a football team to me. It's more like what you're doing with the money. So, like, I think Nebraska has some sort of renovation going right now, and they just announced some sort of training yeah, facility. They did. Uh, but that money's not really getting you. It's like not transferring onto the field. You're not getting any wins. Your attendance is down. No one really watches Nebraska football anymore other than the, the diehards. Yep. They all go to the spring game, though. They do all go to the spring game. Well, you can't lose that one. Can't lose that one. Well, I mean, like – AM, didn't they chalk it a victory up to their spring game and said they won 10 games one year? Didn't they didn't they do that? Uh, they sounds very AM. They also gave sure. themselves a championship trophy. Yeah, without a year on it. That's good. Love that. But anyways, me and Steven asked you guys on Twitter and in the Discord. And if you're not on the Discord, you should get in the Discord for what was on your mind and we're just going to answer what you guys throw at us some of them are really really good questions some of them are just great questions we don't have any bad questions here maybe Uh, but we're going to get to those things right after the break so there you go all right steven so our first couple of questions come from ou champs from the discord and they said Onion rings or French fries? What, what kind of French fries? Ooh. You're saying basic? Uh, let's, mm, that's a good question. Okay, let's say, let's, let's do this. Let's say like Brahms crinkle cut fries versus onion rings. Onion rings, 100%. What about Arby's curly fries versus onion rings? Um... I might go unless it's like the onion rings are like H and H gun range, which is like insane. I don't know how they do that. I'd probably go curly fries. Is there a particular kind of French fry you prefer the most? 
Curly fries, waffle fries are pretty good from time to time. I'm a big they gotta be cooked though. You can't have those too potatoy. That's true. You're just biting into it like a slice of a potato. I, th- I agree. You gotta be careful I, there. I'm a big proponent of sweet potato fries. Do you like those? Uh, they're all right. I've never been like a huge sweet potato guy. It's like uh-huh. a phase thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna okay. eat sweet potato today, and then eight months go by. I'm like, maybe I'll eat another one. You know, if it's if it's Brahms crinkle cut, I'll count me out. But I'm a I'm down with curly fries. I love curly fries. So if it's curly fries, I'm going curly fries. But if it's just regular French fries, like from McDonald's or something like that, give me the onion rings. OU Champs also says, who are your sources? Who, who are your sources, Steven? Uh, God, Governor Stitt, and uh, the guy who owns Brahms. That's some the good Brahms sources. Family. Uh, my sources are Toby Keith. <laughs> uh, I get, yeah, he's always, he's always around. I just want to see what you guys would talk about. Uh, we talk about, you know, stuff like cowboys and horses and dumb shit and mullets uh my other source believe it or not you ready for this don't say dakota austin it's close (laughs) my other source is jordan austin's his brother oh my gosh the one before that was parish Cobb, but i can't use him anymore so i was also gonna say aaron stoops mike stoops uh wife is that, that the young, seems is to, that the younger one? It's the one that's on Twitter. And if you ever tweet about Mike Stoops, she'll probably either like it or make an argument about your tweet. Ooh, I'm I'm I am lucky to have never experienced that. I've had it like three or four times. I don't know how she finds it. I guess she like just types in Mike Stoops and just goes through the list of tweets that week. Interesting. But uh no sources um Sources are weird because usually they'll just come to you if you do a good job, if you're cool, if you're nice. So as long as you work at something, I mean, the sources typically find you rather than you have just to hunt them down. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Uh, the next question comes from Squirrely T from in the Discord, and he says, what is the best craft beer made in Oklahoma? What do you think? So for this one... I gotta go with my rider dog. I gotta go to Vanessa House. Uh, Slush Fund is their newest beer, I think. It's like uh, it's more fruity, like mango and stuff like that. So it's not really a seltzer. It's not really a beer, but I would go with that one. Um, second place, I'd probably go St- uh, Stone Cloud. Have you ever been to Stone Cloud before? I have not. They make pretty good beer, and their all their cans are pretty cool. You know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty simple. I like some Coupe Ale Works uh, Native Amber. It's pretty good stuff. It's you know it, it's pretty smooth. It's not it doesn't taste like a a sharp like I'm drinking a sharpie. So that's fun. But yeah, I don't have anything. Else. I'm not I'm not a big fan of. Do you like IPAs? Not really. Vanessa has an IPA. It's pretty uh pretty light though, so it's pretty good. It's called four hundred one four hundred one k something like that. Mm. Next question comes from daryl says this is a legit question says how big of a loss will shane beamer be next season in special teams remember joe john finley is the guy now um i don't think it's gonna be too much of a loss because i think special teams is pretty straightforward 
Um, there's nothing really you can kind of, I mean, kind of toy with it a little bit, but there's not much you can do like a, it's not like an offensive scheme. There's no schemes there. Um, so I think it's, it's a little bit of a loss just cause you don't have that voice on kickoffs, but you know, field goals heading up that way. Um, but it's nothing that Joe John Finley can't, you know, take the reins of. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you expect anything to look really different? Is there thing are going to be, are there going to be things on special teams where you're going to look at it and say, wow, that's so different than coach Beamer. <laughs> Not necessarily. Maybe like uh, you can do some stuff as far as like punt block, kick block, that kind of stuff. But typically you aren't going to do too much different on special teams, unless you're just going to squib kick it before halftime. That's very true. And man, and, and it's true that like, you know, you look at the special teams between Jay Bulware, right? And you look at the special teams with Shane Beamer, of course it's gonna look nine day. One guy actually cares about special teams and the other guy <clears throat> gets dunked on by Baker Baker Mayfield at least once a year. And so I think I think it'll be a loss. I think I think you know Be- Beamer helped Riley put together the game plans um, on offense before Beamer, of course, went to South Carolina. So I think it'll be a loss, but I don't think it'll be something significantly noticeable. Uh, I, I I think Joe John Finley isn't just like some scrub out of nowhere. He's he's done his due diligence. He's not being like tossed around and stuff like that. And he went to a decent program in Ole Miss and had a lot of success with the tight ends there. And so I'm not worried about it. I think I mean, the one thing would be the relationship between Riley and Joe John Finley. And if he has confidence to put his field goal unit out, you know, past the 40 essentially, because I think the relationship between Riley and Beamer was so good that he had confidence in that unit. And we'll just see how that translates. That's fair. And so this next question comes from Dade at WJ Markham. And they said, who will be next year's captains? Winfrey needs to be a captain if only for putting the fear of God into the other team like Sean Oakman did. Do you, so what do you think about that? First first captains, and then do you think <laughs> Winfrey will put the fear of God into people like Sean Oakman? Winfrey is definitely the guy that's going to hold that room together just because he is so intimidating. Um, he's going to be the biggest guy out there. But uh, captains-wise, I'd probably go... Let's go with Theo Weiss, Spencer Rattler on the offensive side. And we'll go, we'll throw Perry on Winfrey in there and maybe a guy like Brian Osamoa. That's interesting. I guess you could put Pat Fields in there too. Mm -hmm. Pat Fields is probably going to be a captain. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I think Pat Fields is going to be a captain. I think he's an easy shoe in. For, for a captain. I think Caleb Kelly will be a captain. Yeah, I forgot about Caleb Kelly. I think that mm, I'm trying to think of offense. Kennedy Brooks will not be a captain. <laughs> Why not? Mm, not going to happen. I could see Spencer Rattler being a captain just because he's a quarterback. Right. Who would what about a guy like uh, Marquise Hayes? He's see, been around long enough to kind of be that leader on the offensive line, the voice in the voice in the huddle kind of guy. I don't know if he would be. That's my thing because he does make dumbass mistakes. Right. Consistently. And so I, I can't tell if he's going to be a captain because of that. 
I want to lean on one of the offensive linemen to be a captain, but wasn't I Orlando just don't know. Brown a captain? He was, he was, but he also didn't cost the team 15 yards like every other drive. Right? That's kind of why I went with Theo Weiss as a guy that's in his third year. Probably is going to demand a little bit of respect at this point. So maybe you put him out there. What if it's Drake Stoops? I wish. I don't know. Do you that'd, be, that'd be so cool. I think it'd be pretty neat. You think Brady would just like throw? I think his he'd beer hate at the it. TV? I think he'd hate it. Yeah, he'd hate <laughs> it so much. <laughs> Do you think that Perry and Winfrey can strike the fear of God into others that Sean Oakman did? Sean Oakman was like six eight or something like that, six eight, six nine. So Perry and Winfrey's a pretty big dude, but he's not not Sean Oakman. I agree. He does have a very intimidating facial features. Who Perian? Very, yeah. He's got a very stoic face. That good or bad? Uh, depends how you use it, I guess. You want to scare people? That's fair. Next question comes from, and I really like this at. It's called at Direwolf Feelings, and it says, "When Michigan fires Harbaugh here within two to two to." Like one to two years, excuse me. Which familiar coach with Mount Union ties is more likely to be prowling the visitors' sideline with when the Wolverines visit Norman in 2025? Campbell or Grinch? Hmm. That's an interesting question because Campbell just turned down all that money with the Colts. So I don't really see him leaving. I thought it was the Lions. Yeah, the Lions. Sorry, with uh, Matt Patricia. Over there, so what was it? Eight million a year, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. A, it was a lot of money. What's eight, it, eight point five. Does that say more about what he likes about Iowa State, or just how bad the Lions are? It's probably how bad the Lions are. I don't think he's too sold on on being a lifer at Iowa State. I think he would like to see this current unit out, and then we'll just kind of see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can still run with that. Maybe Matt Campbell for for Michigan. Man, that's interesting. Uh, I think that if Grinch gets offered a job like Michigan this in this next year, that he would jump on it. I think. I think he would. I think he would have maybe jumped on the Tennessee job if they didn't have any of the NCAA violations. Right. So in Michigan, I mean, that's a pretty good job. You've got fertile recruiting grounds up there in Michigan. And then if you can dip down into Ohio, it's, it's, it's a good spot and historically a pretty decent team. Yeah. And you don't have like the, the hurdles you would have at Tennessee with the trying to out recruit that area. Essentially you're just recruiting against Ohio state up there. Yeah. That's good. That's a really good question. I would, of course, I'd like to see Matt Campbell be the one, right? Because Alex Grinch and OU with Lincoln Riley has been doing wonders for the team. But I think it's a great question because they both are definite football guys. They're both Mountain Union guys, both big football guys. Um, man, that's a, I, I'm going to say Campbell because I think he's going to be due for a really big job sometime soon, especially with what he's doing at Iowa State. I mean, he has most of his team coming back this year. He should be guaranteed like another 9-10 to win season and maybe another Big 12 title berth. And then from then on, I think he'll go wherever he wants to. I think he'll be, he's already in high demand for obvious reasons. But next question comes from Sean Stapleton or at number one Cowboys, one Cowboys forever. That's an interesting at. Maybe he's a Dallas Cowboy fan. He says this, do we see Kelvin, Kelvin Gilliam this season 
And if Rattler struggles early, do we play Caleb Williams? I think you do see Gilliam in some sort of role. I don't think it's going to be kind of the same role that, that Winfrey came in um, right away and kind of played that, that rotation, a lot of snaps there. I think he just does a minimal rotation just to get him used to it. And maybe later in the season that changes, but uh, he's a guy that probably needs to have one season under his belt as far as just being in the weight room. I'm just getting stronger. So I think we'll see him, but just not too much. What about, what about a uh, Rattler and Williams? Um, I don't think so. I mean, if they bench Rattler, it's going to be the same story again, like one or two series and then he's back out there. I don't think they'll just switch to Caleb Williams and run with it. Well, I mean, the, the backup quarterback's always as popular, more popular than the, 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 the starter, right? Well, the thing is, like when Baker got in trouble, they didn't just roll with Kyler because they could have and just been just as good, if not better. That's true. I mean, Baker was running away from the police. Right. Maybe, so. maybe maybe his Heisman statue should be him running, right? With a police officer behind it. Yeah. And some uh what do you have? Some Asian food? Yeah, some Chinese food on his on his on his hoodie down in Fayetteville. That'd be a cool statue. That'd be a great statue. But no, you know, I I'm curious if they if they see Kelvin Gilliam because he's the he's the type of player that OU's been after on the defensive line for a long freaking time. Like a long, long time. He's the type of body frame, the type of athlete that OE's been trying to get, and now they do have him. So, I've, I mean, if he was here earlier in spring, maybe, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I could see him coming on late in the season using those four games. And Rattler struggles early. Do they play Caleb Williams? Only if Rattler gets, like, nicked or dinged up. Otherwise, he's going to play. There's no way they're going to put Caleb Williams on the field because if he has a great game, you've got quarterback controversy, and that's no bueno. Um, got a couple more questions, and we'll get out of here. Dave Walker from the Discord says, what is the most under-the-radar guy coming to the roster into 2021? And pineapple on pizza, is it a war crime or no? Coming into the roster. So we're talking about a guy that is not, uh, hasn't played before. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Kelvin Gilliam there a little bit. Because he hasn't really been talked about. He hasn't been seen, so... I think he um, means a guy under the radar that's on the roster going into this. Okay. Season. Bryson Washington. I think he had a pretty good spring game. And from all accounts, he's, he's kind of uh, taken that next step into becoming a, a more well-rounded safety rather than a, a guy that's just more physical. So um, he's a guy that, that was, you know, pretty, pretty physically ready to play football last season, uh-huh. uh, but just needed to get the X's and O's down. So it sounds like he's kind of taken that, that next step there. You know, I already said it earlier, but I like Drake Stoops going into the season. I mean, you no now no longer have, of course, Trajan Bridges or Seth McGowan. And then you're going to need a guy that's going to operate in the slot outside of Marvin Mims and others that they have. And I like Drake Stoops finding holes in the zone. I like the chemistry that him and Spencer Rattler are going to develop. And I like what, what the offense is going to be able to do now with two legit running backs with an offensive line maybe coming together with Spencer Rattler another year under the under you know under his belt, I'm excited what he can do. Now, the bigger question I imagine here is pineapple and pizza. Is it good? Is it bad? What do you <laughs> it's think? It's terrible. Really? It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Dang. 
I like I like pineapple on pizza. Really? Yeah, it's like I just I, the textures don't match for me. What do you mean the textures don't match? You have like pineapple that's like uh like soft and juicy, and then you have pizza, which is more a little bit more firm. It's just it's not a good mix. And then you have if you're doing like pepperoni, you have like spicy and sweet, and that's just not not my palate right there. I feel like it's it's savory though, right? It's sweet and savory. Mm, I guess I'm still gonna say no to it. How uh, how have you ever tried it before, other than like once? I think I've tried it twice. You're not giving it enough chance, man. If someone buys me a pineapple pizza, I'll try it one more time. All right. Well, we got we we got to make it happen. Um, I'll give it one more shot. One more shot. It's important, you know, and then we can for then like third time's a charm, right? We can then rule it out <laughs> or rule it in. This next question from the discord, it's kind of divided into, into two sections. It says predict and rank the top three producers at running back wide receiver and tight end. And then the same at linebacker defensive line secondary. Um, instead of doing, I imagine this question looks like it, means to rank the top three at running back, then a wide receiver, then tight end. Just give me your top three from the entire position group. Like basically give me your top three of the running backs plus a lot of receivers plus the tight ends. Does that make sense? So okay, yeah, I got I got you. Like all together if you had to pull them. So let's go uh we'll go Eric Gray as our number one running back, followed mm-hmm. by uh Kennedy Brooks and then we'll go Let's go Marcus Major right there. I thought he had a good end of the season. I know Mikey Henderson's getting some steam there, but I think Marcus Major, he uh, he doesn't do anything great. He just does everything good. So I think he fits right there in that, that third RB role. And let's combine wide receivers and tight ends because they're basically the same thing in this offense. Pass catchers, yeah. Uh, we'll go Marvin Mims as our number one. Uh, Jaden Hazelwood, number two. And number three, it's kind of a toss up right now because I want to say Theo Weiss, but also I want to say you're big on like, you're big on Theo Weiss. I'm big on Theo Weiss this year. I think uh, he kind of looked the part late in the season, early in the season. He had those drops, um, you know, when he did catch the ball, he pretty much just fell down right away. So I, I liked what I saw later in the season. I think it's going to carry over to this season. So I'll go Theo Weiss. Wow, my goodness. Well, I think your running backs are fine because there's really no other running backs that they have unless, you know, the TCU transfer guy comes out of Oklahoma. And for wide receiver pass catchers, I mean, Mims is good. I like Hazelwood to have a breakout season. And I like Stogner. I think they'll use him well. Uh, What about linebacker, defensive line, and secondary? That's a that's a tougher one. So you're gonna go Winfrey, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Jalen Redmond's there quite yet for me because I just haven't seen what he can do. Right. You know, post surgery, post you know, sitting out for a whole season, that kind of thing. So uh, I'll go Perion Winfrey. We'll go. I like a guy like Corey Robertson or Roberson. Wow. In that role. So that that could be a thing there, and uh, Nick Benito, of course. Well, he's a defensive line linebacker, so we'll just yeah, throw he's it. Edge. 
throw it in that category. Yeah, um, I would have said I would have said Winfrey, Benito, and Isaiah Thomas, just not knowing what Redmond was okay. going to do. Right. Yeah, you know, I like that combination too. So linebackers are a, li- a little bit different for me because there's so many linebackers at the moment. So like, what are you thinking? Uh, we'll go Brian Osamo is probably going to lead the team in tackles most likely. Um, Deshaun White, probably he's going to split those those snaps with David Aguebu, so you can kind of give that two and three right there. Okay, okay. But then you also have a guy like Caleb Kelly that looked pretty good in the spring game. Didn't look like he lost too much of a step, but they're also playing pretty vanilla football. That's fair. You know, and with the linebackers for me, I really like Asamoah a lot. I think that guy has a lot of instinct. I think he plays the game really, really fast. I love David Aguebu. He's so long, so athletic. And then it's like kind of a toss-up for the third spot. I mean, Deshaun White's where he usually is supposed to be. Caleb Kelly is the calming, the calming presence in the middle because he's had so many opportunities to play. You've got guys like Shane Witter who can play some ball. And then, you know, I just really trust what Alex Grinch is doing. Alex Grinch, but well, yes, Alex Grinch, but also Brian Odom. I just really trust what they're doing there. So, I mean, give me a Guaybu, the Asamoa, and Deshaun White. That seems probably the safest bet out of those three. What about the secondary, though? Secondary, that's going to be interesting because we don't really know what that combination is going to look like. And if, you know, they're going to do 50-50 at like two different positions. So, um, let's go a guy. Obviously, DTY is probably going to make that list. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Graham, um, I think is probably going to have a pretty good season. And then, um, and I want to go with a, a sleeper guy. Like I kind of think Latrell McCutcheon might get some time pretty early. I think he will too. On, yeah. Just based on what people have been saying about him. You think he's going to break a guy's arm like he did in, uh, I hope so. In Friday night tight a full circle. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Did you see his tweet when he was like, I didn't, when he said he didn't realize how many people watch Friday Night Tikes? It's a good show. I mean, it's not like I mean, it's like not good, good. It's just like uh, captivating. It is. It is captivating. It's like Dance Moms, but for football people, right? Yeah, it's like you go out there and you just see like some eight year old just get smashed and his arms broken. Yes, by Latrell McCutcheon. And, and the drama between the parents is fanta- fantastic. Let me go. Jaden Davis. Mm. See, we haven't we haven't heard much about him too, right? Because I think he got in the doghouse just a little bit, but he still played last season. So maybe, you know, maybe he finds his way into like the the nickel position now that Buki's gone. That's true. Give me Woody Washington just because I like him a lot, and DJ Graham because I like him a lot. So I've got cornerback one and two basically. And then, man, give me Key Lawrence. I think he could be fun. Not a bad pick. I think he's, he's probably going to go on the field somewhere. Oh, yeah, I think he will. And I think he could end up, end up taking somebody's job. I think he could play Nickelback pretty well, actually. Yeah, and I just don't know if you want Billy Bowman out there at Nickel, even despite, you know, whatever – promises you made him in recruiting you're just like mm-hmm. hey you're just not ready your body's just not ready for that that kind of uh play right now right it's true all right here's my my here's my own question 
over under Lincoln Riley at OU. How many national titles does he win? 1.5. I'll go. Man, that is a tough question because if he does win a title, does he finally make that leap to the NFL? Mm -hmm. But he also has one of the better jobs in all of football. And it's a pretty comfortable job at OU. So I'm going to go. I'll go two. Wow, it's taking the over. Because I huh? think he'll, I think he'll get one with Alex Grinch, and I think he'll he'll stay on long enough because I don't see Joe Castiglione just letting Lincoln walk like that too easy. So I think he'll get two. I'll take the under. I'll say one, and I think he will possibly leave Oklahoma after alignment, realignment, conference realignment. Okay. It's, if, if Oklahoma, so about 2024? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if Oklahoma ends up leaving the Big 12, I think you may see Lincoln Riley leave just college football, maybe. I've, and there's nothing to that in, in any capacity. I have no knowledge of like what that means or what he's going to plan on doing. But, I mean, if he wins one and then the, the, the end of changing the conference, I could see him jetting to the NFL. I, I don't... I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I, I wouldn't blame him at the same time. And it seems like something that's rational too. So that's all I think. I don't know. What do you, is that, do you think that's a rational thing? Yeah, it just depends because right now Lincoln can pretty much and go, go out and get any guy he wants on yeah. the offensive side of the ball outside of a few of the, the higher tier offensive linemen. So um, maybe if they shift those, those recruiting grounds a little bit with realignment, it makes his job so much harder that he's like yeah I, I would like to take on the nfl job yeah that's fair but that's all i have anything you have uh i'm good right. yeah guys well so just like other podcasts other than the middle of the week podcast we're doing shorter podcasts this one is a mailbag podcast thanks you guys for listening uh, you can follow us on the crimson and cream machine.com you can follow us on twitter at cc machine uh at j larry shields you can follow me came robbie and ccm you can follow steven at OVSB. You can join the Discord. You can just like ask us or you can put it out there. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on pretty much on, on iTunes. We're on every podcast platform. If you like what you heard, just hit the subscribe button and we'll just check you guys later.